Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. John 8 verse 1 and on and says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of the religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap Jesus into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his fingers. And they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right. But let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, being convicted by their consciousness, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Can someone say amen? Amen. Amen. Before I preach this message, I want you to bow your heads and just pray with me on prayer real quick, uh, uh, a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you're in this place. Holy Spirit, I ask you that it not be my words, but it be your words. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you transform the lives of the people that are in this place, that your words is spoken, that your truth is spoken, and it touches the lives of everyone here. Lord Jesus, I ask you that you heal, that you deliver, that you touch the hearts of every person here. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone shouted, amen and amen. I want you to turn you to your neighbor, slap your neighbor and tell them the title of my message, Caught in the Act. Caught in the Act. Amen. Caught in the Act. So we see in this story, Jesus is in the temple. He's teaching, doing doing what Jesus does and here lo and behold comes these religious leaders they come and they bust through the door like Miami PD and uh, <laughs> uh, they bust through the door toss the woman to the ground and say Jesus this woman was caught in the act of adultery this woman was caught in the act what do you have to say and it says here they were trying to trap Jesus into uh, and to try to accuse him of something and we see Jesus is in this predicament. Jesus is in this situation where he has to, they're coming, they're trying to accuse Jesus of something. They're trying to get something to, to get Jesus, to trap Jesus. And here is a woman brought that is caught in the act. Caught in the act is, is in different many ways, can, can be caught in different things and drugs and sleeping around. And she was just caught in the act. In this case, sleeping around. And they bring her to Jesus says, what do you have to say to her? And he's in this predicament. Do I forgive this woman? Or do I do what the law says and, and throw a stone at her? Do I? Because we know Jesus, God has to be just. God has to be holy and God has to be loving at the same time. If Jesus says to, to stone her, he wouldn't be loving 
he would be holy because she paid the the bible says that the wages of sin is death she sinned she created she was caught in the act so she deserves a punishment so what does jesus do here if he stones her tells them to stone her he wouldn't be loving but if he says not to stone her he wouldn't be holy there's a price that needs to be paid in this situation and it's such a beautiful story of grace it's such a beautiful story of a person that deserves something that they did but God paid the price for it God they received grace in that certain situation they received something that they did not deserve that's grace amen church and God wants us to live in grace God wants us to embrace grace God wants us to be live a life that we are embracing grace that we don't live life on hell you want to see that Jesus paid the ultimate price that he loved us so he loved us so much that he sacrificed his son the ultimate story of grace church is the story of Jesus on the cross you would not have grace if you did not have the cross but the thing is Jesus that, that God loved us so much that he took God from heaven made him made him into a man so that we could have a chance to live in grace not only live and have salvation and go to eternity but live on earth not live in hell on earth he sacrificed his son so maybe that there is a chance that you and I would go to heaven he made a gamble church that if I sacrifice my son they might give their lives to you they might sacrifice you it's the, the 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 story of Jesus is a the 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 life of Jesus is the greatest story of grace because he sacrificed himself so that not only that we can have salvation in eternity not only that we can go to heaven but that we can have heaven on earth so that we don't have to live in shame we don't have to live in guilt we don't have to live in condemnation but condemnation no more we don't have to live in embarrassment that's why he sacrificed the son so that we can live a life of grace But the thing is, Satan will try anything and everything to try to make us live hell on earth. To make us live and, and not embrace the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us. Not embrace the price that Jesus paid on the cross. And what, what the enemy does is, if you see right here is, the enemy the, the the religious leaders they and the pharisees they come and they say jesus what do you have to say what do you have to say and the question what the question i have to you today is what is the enemy telling you what is the enemy telling you he's saying what do you have to say about your sin what is he telling you what is he whispering in your ear because he will try everything and anything for you not to embrace grace for you not to receive the gift that Jesus died on the cross for and so what he will do is he will come he will throw you and he'll say you sin you were caught in the act and he'll whisper there will be that you know that purple devil that's on your shoulder that uh when you want to fast no he's, he shows you, you know the food when you want to pray in the morning the bed sheets you know that devil there on the corner he will come and he will tell you things he will begin to tell you that God 
doesn't want to use you that God and he will always bring up to you his your past he will bring up to you thoughts that look you've sinned there's no way that you can have grace there's no way that you can accept the free gift of grace do you know the type of this type of sin you were caught in the act but church I want to let you know that when when Satan comes and reminds you of what you did I want you not to shy away but turn right back at him and tell him of what God's done turn right back at him because God knew when when Zach is gonna sin in 21st century that Satan is gonna come and try to tell him something so I'm gonna give Satan something to look at and that to look at is the cross that what he gave to look at is the death of his son that when Satan says something that he says something to look at come on church you look at the cross you look at the price that was paid you look at the death When Satan tells you what you've done, what you did, turn and tell him what God has done. Turn and tell him the price that was paid for you. Tell him that what, there was an open invoice for my life and she and God sealed it with the life of Jesus. He didn't pay half price. He didn't pray for discount. Some of you guys think of yourself worthless. But I want to let you know when Jesus paid for your life, it said paid in full. It said all your sins. It said all your mistakes. It said all your flaws. can be summed up in man's attempt to reach God only a relationship with Christ is God reaching man that's the ultimate story of grace he knew that God is so holy there's no way we can reach a standard and God was sitting there I could just think it God was thinking how can I make that I'm loving I love I don't have my son and my daughters pay the price of sin because the wages of sin is what is death how do I love them enough for them not to pay the price but for me to stay holy for me to stay just sat and thought and he looked at his son as his son you're the only option he took a gamble that if I give up my son there's not a hundred percent guarantee that you and I will give my life to Christ he took a gamble that maybe someone will see the story of grace will see the story of Jesus and say that was for me say that price was paid for my life yes including your sin when Jesus was hanging on the cross he took in account the sins that you've done and God forbid you're gonna do and he still thought it was worth it 
Yet for some of us, we will sit here and think of ourselves worthless because of what our friends said, because of what our ex said, because what our boyfriends said that you're never going to have a boyfriend like me. You're never going to have a girlfriend like me. You're never going to be in a good relationship. And we take the words of people that have not done any for anything for us, but yet we can't take the words of a Savior that sacrifices life. He will whisper you, whisper to your ear saying, there's no way God will use you. Some of us tonight, he's whispering to you. Not even to come to the conference because you should be a saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. Do you know what you did last night? You slept around. Do you know what you did last night? You know. You smoked. You drank. You gambled in witchcraft. You hurt that person. You cursed. You flipped someone off because they cut you off on the freeway. Lord, forgive me. I'm not saying I did that, but I'm saying if we did. <laughs> hey, we are humble and open, transparent church. Amen. <laughs> God bless our souls. If you feel like you're messed up, you're the perfect option for Jesus because my Bible makes me understand that Jesus is a friend of sinners. If you feel like your mistakes are too much, I want to let you, you're the perfect candidate to be a follower of Jesus. You're the perfect candidate to be a, a disciple of Jesus. You're a perfect candidate, yes, including your mistakes, including your flaws. You are the perfect option for Jesus. He says you're worth it. He says I still want to use you, yes, including your mistakes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All over this room, just raise your hands. Just take that. Take 30 seconds. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. God, I worship you. God, I was undeserving. Yet it was your grace. God, I could not earn it. God, I could not deserve it. God, but it was your grace. I worship you. God, I worship you. Holy Spirit is going to begin to release. He's going to begin to release something in the spirit. If you look here, it says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Not only do I hold on to you, but I'm saying go. I'm releasing you from your shame. I'm releasing you from your guilt. I'm releasing you from that embarrassment. Jesus didn't only die on the cross for my salvation. He died for my shame. He died for my rejection because he knew there 
2,000 years later, there's going to be a boy and a girl that's going to mess around, that's going to get pregnant. The girl's not going to want the baby. It's going to say, in the, while the baby's in the tummy, say, I never wanted it. It was a mistake. And the baby's going to wonder, why did I grow up feeling rejected? Why did I grow up being drawn to sexual acts? Why did I grow up being drawn to drugs? It's because you were rejected. And Jesus knew there, 2,000 years they're gonna feel rejected so I'm gonna be rejected by my disciples I'm gonna be betrayed by Judas and most importantly as I'm hanging on the cross I'm gonna be rejected by my own father for because one day you can say I've been accepted why you can say I've been accepted because God said back then I rejected my son so that I could accept you into the kingdom. I rejected my son because a man that knew no sin took upon my sin on the cross so that I can live a blessed life. Yes, Jesus. You guys can sit. If you feel like you're a sinner, if you feel like you don't amount to anything, if you feel like you're undeserving of the grace, let me tell you tonight, you're completely right. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Sometimes I wonder, God, well, how can I be in the position that I am in? God, how can I be in the position I'm in? God, how can that person be in the position that they're in? God, how, how can that person deserve this? God, they didn't deserve this. You're right. Grace you can't deserve, but that's what makes it amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Your best On your best day, your righteousness is like a filthy rag. On your best day, your righteousness is ratchet. On your best day, your righteousness is no good. But that's what makes grace so beautiful. That's what makes this story so beautiful. Because the sin, church, this is my next point. Because the sin that Satan wanted to use as a trap, that same sin God used as an opportunity. Tonight, Satan has been taking the sin that you've been dealing with for so long, maybe yesterday, maybe even today, maybe right before the service at the parking lot. God forgives you. He wants to take that sin and he wants to play it in your head round and round again. He says, you've been caught in the act. There's nowhere you can go. There's nothing that you can do. If you feel like you can't amount to anything, you feel like God can use you because of your mistakes, let me give you good news. Saul killed Christians. Matthew is a tax collector. Jonah ran from God. Rahab was a prostitute. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Moses was a stutterer and God still used him. God can still use you. That's the story of grace. You can't deserve it. You can't earn it. But it is amazing grace. It is undeserving. That's what makes it beautiful. They tried to use that sin to trap Jesus. That says, that says in, this, in the verse, it tried to use it to trap Jesus, but Jesus used it to give grace. 
Such a beautiful story. Such a beautiful story. If it wasn't for sin, church, if law had the final say, she should have been stoned. But thanks be to God that grace has the final say. Thanks be to God. If it were up to law, if it were up to my sin, I those stones should have killed that woman. Those shown, stones should have killed her. She was caught in the act. But why was she withheld from the stone? It's because God, being all loving, being all holy, knew a price had to be paid and sent the son to die on the cross for that price to be paid. God didn't just die for our sins but for us to accept his grace on this earth. He doesn't just want you to go to an eternity but he wants you to receive grace. He doesn't want you to walk in shame and guilt and embarrassment. He walked in shame. He was mocked, spit upon. They would, they would cover his eyes and hit him and they would say, prophesy, who hit you? Mock, just total embarrassment. Because he knew 2,000 years later, there would be people here at Hungry Gen that are going to come to a conference that are ashamed of what they've done. That are ashamed of their sins, of their mistakes. And it's going to hurt so bad that it's easier to cut your wrist than to deal with the shame. He knew that. So he took the shame upon himself so that we can walk in freedom. He took the guilt because he knew 2,000 years later we would be guilty of what we did just last night. Of the shame, of the, of the things that we did, of the sin we did last night. We would walk in guilt. We would walk with our head down. He knew that and that's why Jesus stood before six courts and, uh, and was prosecuted guilty, guilty, guilty and guilty. On six different accounts, he was guilty. So that 2,000 years later, we wouldn't have to walk in guilt and shame and condemnation but condemnation no more he was hung almost naked he took rejection because church acceptance is our biggest need and rejection is our biggest fear we don't want to feel like we rejected we don't want to feel like God doesn't want us that's why Jesus God up in heaven knew what's gonna happen and had to turn his face away from his own son so that you and I could come here and say God why do you accept me what do I deserve for you to accept me there was a price that was paid he went through a hell that he didn't deserve so that we can go to a heaven we don't deserve that's a story of grace. He can use you. 
It doesn't matter. Don't let the enemy tell you in your ear your mistakes. You've been caught in the act because I want to let you know God can still, just like Saul, he used Saul. He used Matthew. He used Jonah. He used Rahab, David. He used Moses. God could take your mess and turn it to a message. God is not calling the qualified. He is qualifying the cold. So it doesn't matter if you messed up. If God is calling you, he is going to use you. He is going to use you in your school in your family in Jesus name God can use your story if you think you're disqualified you're the perfect candidate for the kingdom of heaven amen church if you feel like you're disqualified you're the perfect candidate for heaven you're the perfect candidate for God to use he's not asking who's perfect he's asking who's available are you willing to come before God and accept grace just like Zacchaeus when Zacchaeus was in the crowd he was in the crowd he could never see Jesus because he was in the world but when Zacchaeus got onto a tree not only Zacchaeus saw Jesus but Jesus saw Zacchaeus church when you're in the world and you you don't receive grace you don't receive salvation you're like Zacchaeus in the crowd you can never reach Jesus but when you climb on the cross of Calvary when you climb onto that tree not only you see Jesus but Jesus sees you Jesus sees the son that was that that died Jesus sees the price that was paid Jesus sees the blood over your life the blood that makes the sin as far from the east as to the west. Climb onto that tree. Climb onto that tree. Embrace grace. I know it's undeserving. I know you could not do anything to work on it because God is so holy. But that's why he sent his son because he's so loving. He paid a price so that you can climb onto that tree. And I know it sometimes feels hard to even accept grace. Because you're wondering, God, there's just no way I can accept this. But that's what's so beautiful about grace. Grace meets you where you're at. We see that she was thrown. She was thrown in front of crowd of people I could just imagine the embarrassment I can just imagine the shame the guilt that she's feeling at this moment I'm sure she wanted to meet Jesus but not in this way I'm sure she wanted to encounter the presence but not in this way not in this fashion and as she was thrown to the floor as she was thrown to the ground I want to read this quote to you it says, I don't understand the mystery of grace, but what I do know is that it met me where I was at and didn't leave me where I found me. Grace meets you at the level that you're at. Nothing you can deserve. We see that she was thrown to the ground and we see the next verse later is Jesus stoops down 
it's not just Jesus stooped down grace stooped down and met her where she was at and sometimes uh, it's the lowest point in life that is the best time to reach for Jesus at the lowest point of her life not only did Jesus say get up what are you doing on the ground but Jesus stooped down grace stooped down to the level at, that where she was at met her at her level met her at her situation and says I don't condemn you stand up and go sin no more I don't I don't call you by your sin I call you by your name I know I don't condemn you church of grace doesn't make you tear up you don't know what grace is if grace doesn't make you think about the fact that you should have been dead at this point that you should have overdosed at this point then you have never experienced grace because grace saved a wretch like me amazing grace church how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me in Isaiah 53 four through says it says four through six it says yet it was our weaknesses he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God a punishment for his own sins but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we can be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid down him, laid on him the sins of us all. That's the story of grace. I want you to realize that it was our sins that weighed him down. It was our troubles that got him onto the cross. It was our sins that put him onto the cross. It was our mistakes, our faults, our fact that we thought that we were worthless, our thought that we thought that we thought we were not accepted. It was that very fact that put Jesus on the on the cross. But on the cross, Jesus looked to his father and he says, "Not my will, but your will be done." There's a price that needs to be paid. If that means if I pay the price, there's a chance that someone there in the back, that someone there in the middle that doesn't know grace, that's never experienced salvation, if there's a chance she, they can give, she or he can give their lives to, to you, Lord. I'll do it. This, this story boggles my mind. The story brings me to tears sometimes because I realize I'm that woman that was caught in the act. It brings me to tears because it, it makes me realize that we were that woman. Our sins should have killed us. Our sins should have sent us to hell. Our sins should have condemned us. Our sin should have sent us straight to hell. But it didn't. There was a tribe leader maybe many of you guys have heard the story or not but there was a tribe leader many years ago he had a tribe and he made up a hundred rules he made up a hundred rules that if you if you break any of these a hundred rules you receive a hundred lashes on your back and so everyone's like okay sounds good that's gonna keep everyone from not not doing anything bad one day goes good two three four five a couple days go by good and then lo and behold someone steals something and one of the laws were you can't steal 
And lo and behold, it was a, the tribe leader's son. So everyone gathers around. They're shocked. They're like, okay, so what's going to happen? I mean, he, he, his son stole, so he broke the thing. So he deserves a hundred lashes. But if he gives his son a hundred lashes, he would not be a loving father. But the price needs to be paid. He was caught in the act. But if he were to not give his son the hundred lashes, he wouldn't be a just tribe leader. He wouldn't be a just person. So what he did is they all gather around what's going to happen. He says, we have to do it. So take off the shirt off my son's back, tie him to the pole, and we're going to give him the lashes. And as they're about to give the son the hundred lashes, tribe leader says, hold up, takes off his shirt, covers the son of his back, says, now you can begin. That's the story of grace. We should have received those hundred lashes. But the father came down to earth and covered us and said, now you can begin. Pay the price. I'm paying the price. Cover it. A price needs to be paid, but I love my children way too much for them to have these lashes. How can I pay a price so that they can go to heaven? So there's a chance they can go to heaven. I'm going to pay the price. And the father covered the son and they gave him the hundred lashes. That's the story of Grace Church. There's this thing, there's this law called double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. It says it's a procedural defense that prevents an accused person from being tried again on the same or similar charges following a valid acquittal or conviction in the same jurisdiction. There's, there's double jeopardy because a lot of us, Jesus paid the price for the sin that you committed, yet we don't receive grace and we pay the same price day and day in day in and day out Jesus already paid the price on the cross but when we don't receive salvation when we don't see the receive the grace of God we pay that same price over and over again and it says the double jeopardy double double jeopardy says that they can't be accused of the same crime twice Jesus was already accused of your sin the Bible says he was a man that knew no sin took upon your sin onto his life so that you can be blameless if you want to wipe the sin the, the tears away from God's eyes he doesn't just want you to receive salvation but he wants you to live heaven on earth he wants you to receive grace and I know it's undeserving I know you feel like you can't accept it but that's why you have to be like Zacchaeus run and climb on that tree and say God I don't deserve it God I could not earn it but God it's your grace God it is your mercy God it's your son that paid the cross God I don't I can't it's hard to accept it but I accept your grace God I accept God that I don't have to live in shame I don't have to live in, in guilt in condemnation and that is a word for a lot of you guys today that you have to accept grace you have to accept salvation Jesus paid a price for you and I hey guys I hope you enjoyed this week's message if you like what you've heard you can find more of this great content on YouTube Facebook Instagram Twitter Snapchat TikTok and even Pinterest 
In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.